Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Never be happy again. I'm sorry, I didn't know we were over the warm-up section. Oh, welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks, and I'm Ben Kissel, the guy who never finishes warming up. I don't need to finish warm-up because I am hot to trot. Henry Zabrowski, hot physically to the touch. The doctors call it a fever. Yes, obese in the summer. Yes, that I have some sort of sickness, and that that is why I am feverish to look at and hot. To the touch because I am dying. So it's like when somebody gets cancer or did the doctor say that you gave yourself this sickness due to bad diet and overall health? You know what they say how you are what you eat? Right. Apparently, I have eaten up to the ceiling amount of dumplings and the doctors say that I'm becoming a dumpling. A human dumpling? Full of just delicious poke soup. Ooh, Ooh, thick, thick white noodle skin all over my body. So line Mm. up, Chinese women. Line up, Chinese men. Well, everyone likes a dumpling, to be fair. And get a couple of oar-sized chopsticks and bring them over to my house because we're having a Chinese fucking funeral. (laughs) And that's where they eat you with oars from a boat. Yeah. And they eat That's your what a Chinese organs. funeral. Yes. I eat up to 16 dumplings a week. Excellent. That's not bad. I and I think it's good because it's showing in your skin. You're looking healthier. <laughs> I mean, uh, thank I you. Thank you. Yellow. <laughs> Yellowish. Translucent. Uh, yes, like you have a smoker's skin. You there have a smoker's skin. I do have smoker's skin, yes. Yes. Don't look at my index finger. Ugh. Won't do and it. my thumb. <laughs> Alex- <laughs> Alexandra and Caitlin, thank you so much for the Schlitz and for the uh, great uh, tray from Dahmer's Ambrosia Chocolate Company. It's pretty wonderful. Thank yeah. you, guys. You yeah. you are wonderful and beautiful and tiny. You're small, but only because I've seen you in pictures on Facebook. Yeah. So I'm pretty certain you're only one inch tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should check Check them out on a larger computer screen. All right, we got a live show coming up June 28th at 2, 10 p.m. We're doing the all the plugs the at the beginning. We're, we're doing, doing it. We're supposed to do the plugs at the no, end. No, because we want we people to even eat. introduce the show. It's going to be a creepypasta. Yeah, I know. There's a whole pot full of bubbling water full of fucking spooky spaghetti sitting yeah. on the stove. You're sitting over here jerking off in the bathroom like some kind of grade C restaurant Well, chef. we got nobody at our show because we plugged it at the very end. Halfway through, people turn it off because I don't know how to read. People come to the show every 
every week, and it's not just drifters. Well, if they come every week, they're going to be very disappointed. It's a monthly show. Yes. So that's fine. Either way, this month is June 28th at 10 p.m. right here at the Creek of the Cave. So come out for that. As forementioned, it is a creepypasta. <laughs> oh, so much dough. All right. So <laughs> let's set the mood. All right. Yes. Hopefully at your work. All right. First of all, you tell fucking Maria to mind her own business and stop reading your emails. All right. Get her ass over the other side of the cubicle. Mm. So if you're at work, first of all, yes, set your dominion, your territory. All right. If you're at home. Light a candle. Hopefully it's mesquite scented. So you get the waft of fresh barbecue. A barbecue candle? If you don't have that, what? which it's not common. You could just make barbecue in your in your kitchen. It's difficult. Yeah. It's more difficult than you think once you have a grill top for your stove. But that is also expensive and you gotta get something good. Yeah. Light yourself an onyx candle, smells of lavender, myrrh. Incense, but don't right? light those two candles together in the same room. Barbecue and lavender. I don't even want you to combo. unbutton your shirt today. I want you to cut it off you with the fucking scissor, or right? unbutton if you don't have a lot of shirts. Like I don't have a lot of shirts. So Fluff just your chest. Fluff your chest a bunch so your boobs look bigger to yourself. Smoke a big long fucking Gandalf's fucking stick, and be prepared to be scared by the dulcet tones. Of Marcus Parks and Kisslehammer Sprosky's episode eighth episode creepy pastas. The eighth episode of the creepy pasta series. <laughs> yes, I mean I'll tell you these people keep on writing them, so we have a lot more episodes to go. Yeah, yeah. You never All right, them. who wants to start it off, guys? I'll start with the drain. Yes. <laughs> I feel the soft patter of water on my head. I look at the small holes that project the only light I can see. Water is coming through, raining on me. Rain down, down, down. Ah, it feels wonderful. The water isn't clean, though. It contains all of the dirt and sweat from your busy day. I stick my tongue out, tasting you. Then comes my favorite part. You clean your hair, and some pieces come out. They travel through the holes. Landing next to me, I scrape them up, moving to put them with the rest. I have a large collection of them. I've been collecting them since you were young. I have enough now to make a wig out of them. The water ceases, and you leave the view of my holes. I place your hair on my head, strands falling on my face. I inhale deeply, smelling you. I can only wait until you shower again. So I can show you my new hair. <laughs> That's it. That's the story. So he's just under the drain getting everybody's hair. He's a, a hair demon. It's a plumber or a landlord. <laughs> There's somebody down there collecting somebody. human hair. This is what I want everyone to be afraid of now. Just so you know, you're out there. You, right. you are fucking, you're in the shower, right? And you're scrubbing your vulva, right? Yeah, a little tiny man is looking through them holes and he's collecting your hair and he's making a fun little wig. A little child's wig or something, huh? It's a well, I watched wig. that Chris Rock movie, Good Hair, and I didn't see this mentioned one time. I remember that. That was culturally re- relevant. It was. Yeah. Not like that story. No. All right, Marcus. What do you got, buddy? This one's called, It Won't Be Long Now. Mm. So shortly from now. Shortly. It could okay. Be, it will happen shortly. Mm-hmm. Good. Any, any moment now. Even now, I can see the red glowing eyes. They're floating right above my laptop screen. But I don't want to look up. I need to focus on my writing. Not on the eyes. Not on the eyes. How long has it been? 
Only two months, I think, since I started seeing those red eyes. I had just moved into my new apartment, three days in, and I noticed the open door. Was it a railroad? (laughs) It was the old woman who greeted me warmly Mm, when I moved in. Always. I heard a slow, dull, metal-grinding screech as I walked by. And I let myself in. I was worried, and I was right to be. She was collapsed in the middle of the living room, and there I stood, frozen in terror, looking at her lifeless body. That's when I saw them for the first time, the red, glowing, piercing eyes just floating in the corner of the room, waiting. They disappeared when I turned on the lights. They always do, but they wait in the shadows. At night, I keep my desk lamp beside the bed, but I can still see them. They skulk in the darkest corners of my room and I'm stare at me. I'm over here. I'm over here, buddy. Uh, you tried to write uh, what it is, some kind of blowjob movie. Screenplay, you write some kind of blowjob fucking movie. Mm, I like that. Yeah. They're always staring at me, looking right into my eyes whenever I'm brave enough to meet their gaze. Even during the day, even on the sunniest days, there are still shadows, and in the shadows are eyes. I was brave in the light of day once, I got close to them and saw that it wasn't just eyes. Teeth, too, and a giant grin that stretches up around its eyes. No mouth, really, just teeth. Each one looking like a serrated switchblade all in a row, stretched up around the eyes into a contorted, sinister D. I bought flashlights. Of course I bought flashlights. But it always manages to mangle them in the dead of the night. I mangle your flashlights so you cannot go. Maybe you should open your laptop and then you get light from the laptop. But I give you no suggestions. Or when a single shadow slips over them. So when the power went out, all that was left was the light of my laptop. It's so dim and I'm too terrified to move, huddled in the laptop's pathetic glow. I can hear that slow grinding noise. It's only a foot away. And the eyes are right there, above the laptop screen, its teeth hidden behind the monitor. You watching some kind of funny YouTube? You watching funny YouTube on your laptop? Oh, me watch. I should try to move, but I'm petrified. It won't be long now. My battery is at 7%. Whoa. (laughs) That's the most terrifying thing so far in the story. I hope you get my story. I hope you post it. But God, most of all, I hope it doesn't hurt. Well, I don't know why he didn't close that office, but God, most of all, don't rent an apartment from an elderly Italian woman. They're creepy. Stay in the house. They have nowhere to go. The Italians don't believe in nursing homes. And they don't understand privacy. No. That's the major problem. It is a big problem. And no, absolutely. Don't let them in there. Yeah. And that's the, uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, get a charger. Yeah, get a get a charger. No, 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 you missed it. The power went out. Oh, the power yeah, went the out. The backup charger. Yeah, I mean, get it together. It just sounds like a kid trying to watch porno. <laughs> and his parents, it's a, it's a small trailer, and his parents and his mom are six a, inches away. His yeah. mom is an albino woman. Yeah, <laughs> he's got two perfect red just eyes. Tough. Yeah, he's got the beginnings of uh, understanding of metaphor. So yeah, yeah, give yeah, him yeah, time. yeah. Give no, him it's time. good. It's good. I bet he's a senator now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He didn't help out the dead woman uh, whatsoever. No, she he didn't. Said, no. He was frozen in terror, yeah. staring, staring at her lifeless body. Sounds, sounds like not a hero. Not a hero to me. That's what this guy sounds like overall. I tell you, I got a great one for you. Yeah? Yeah, it's called 10. Uh, 
<laughs> it is. It's called, it's called Ted. You read creepypasta like a man like trying to like trying to teach a dude over at Intercom how to uh, land a plane. It doesn't, <laughs> yes. Well, God knows. Oh, uh, God knows. Uh, I can't wait to have a kid. You know, that'll be nice. All right. So in this story, a man leaves his house every morning to walk around and go to work. And every time he does that, he passes a mental hospital surrounded by a wooden fence. Hmm. Mm. Uh, every morning, the patients are out in the yard, and you can hear them saying in unison, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. This is insensitive. The way you're doing this is <laughs> insensitive what they sound to like. people with mental handicaps. One day, he gets curious and looks through a hole in the fence. Suddenly, a stick shoots out and pokes him in the eye. Fuck, he says to himself. <laughs> he wouldn't well, say it out loud. He said it to himself. Fuck. I'm just re- fuck, he said to himself. That's what it says right here. I'm just reading the story as written. Well, walking away, uh, pissed off, he can hear the patient saying, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. <laughs> That's yeah. called 10. That is great. You know, isn't, isn't that, that exciting? Isn't that, oh, oh, like, uh, yeah, so he, he walks by and then he, oh, what's in the, what's in the uh, mental what hospital? Give well, him better a poke. <laughs> they poke him in the eye. And this is what these kids do for fun. Isn't this also technically the rules to cricket? I've only <laughs> seen the game in Maybe. little pieces. You know, I've I, seen pictures of the players and then and the tools they use. I say tools. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, just dude just left his house and walked by the mental hospital and yeah, they were all saying 10, and then he... 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Yeah, look, so that's great. Of course, I always look at a fence. That's my favorite. If a bunch of people yeah. are screaming numbers, I'm just going to be like, get me in that room because <laughs> I am a born accountant. Yeah, but they made their day. I mean, these these uh, these mental patients, they were thrilled to get an, uh, an 11th victim. Yeah, yeah, it is really great. It is good fun. for them. That's mm-hmm. great. It's like, you know, it's great. My cousins used to play the game. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, never look is, through a fence. Never look through never a fence. Through a never. Fence. Don't... Don't rent an apartment from an elderly Italian woman and never look through a fence. We've learned two things. Learned two things so far. This is a great episode. Mm -hmm. This next story is called Candy. Candy. I'm sorry. Mom said the little girl, rubbing her eyes and standing in the doorway to her mother's room. Mom, the Easter Bunny is eating my candy. She said. Nonsense, baby. The woman replied. The Easter Bunny gives out candy. He doesn't eat it. <laughs> you know. We all agree the Easter Bunny is real. The honey. Easter Bunny. Listen, <laughs> Easter Bunny. Got it wrong. What all, he does. First of all, Nanita, I need you to shut your fucking mouth okay. because I'm trying to blow your father. <laughs> Second of all, the Easter Sorry. Bunny. Everybody knows. Hippity hops around and fucking don't even get me started. <laughs> I'm a dumb child. Fuck. <laughs> the woman lightly shook her covers and continued to speak halfway into her pillow and halfway to her daughter. Now go back to sleep, baby. But mom, the girl said, the Easter Bunny is eating candy. She now spoke in a more serious tone as if she was almost going to cry. Her mother sat up and opened her arms. Baby, I just told you the Easter Bunny doesn't eat candy. He hands it out to little children. Besides, it's not even Easter yet. Mm-hmm. All right, go back to sleep. She said in her kindest voice. <laughs> What's the other one that she has? Go back to sleep! <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice to me. Oh okay, Mom. The child sighed. She turned to walk out of the room. The woman smiled and thought, crazy kid with her lively imagination, and went fucking back to sleep. Out in the hallway, the little girl stood for a while, staring at the Easter Bunny, eating her candy. She then sighed. Mommy said I should go back to bed. The Easter Bunny smiled. Good idea, child. Turn around. Don't look back. He flicked a shiny mental pendant at the child. 
but she picked it up and cried as she saw what it was. The dog tag named Candy. <laughs> now the dog tag was named Candy? Yeah. Or okay, the, do- no, the dog, <laughs> dog tag described yeah. Candy. You imagine that they go, this, the woman, the do- this mom sounds dumb enough to look at a dog tag called you, Candy and be like, but what's the dog's name? <laughs> the dog tag is called Candy, but nobody wrote the name of the dog on the dog. Now, 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 Easter Bunny, I know only gives out Candy. Now we got a dog named Candy, but you know that Easter Bunny is only going to be friends with our dog named Candy. <laughs> of course. Well, for our next one, we've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a a lot of requests over the last few episodes to do some video game creepypasta. Oh, okay. Yeah. People really like that. They love it, you know? People the, like video games. They love it. I Who love video it? games. See, I don't have time for video games. I'm too busy working out and writing my novel. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's your novel about, Henry? It's called Three Little Pigs in a Corner, and what it's about <laughs> is a bunch of pigs and live in an apartment together, and it's really funny. It's a, bu- it's a bunch of pigs, and they're living together, and they got personality. Do they take up the whole apartment? You no, know, they only live in, like, one corner. In one corner. Yeah. And yeah. who lives in the other? in the rest of the apartment. This horrible chronic masturbator named Martin. <laughs> oh, ah, so I now see. I see the conflict. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right, of course. You they can't the get into the kitchen because that dude's just there fucking all the covering all the pots and pans in jism. Simalina. Simalina, yeah. So you just can't get your little fingers over the Xbox controller. Yeah. That's why That's why he doesn't play video games. Well, this one's called Sonic CD. Sonic the Hedgehog CD. I remember Sega CD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It failed miserably. It was bad. Mm -hmm. When I was young, I had a Sega CD with a few games, including Silpheed and... (laughs) All right. Rich rich Mr. Stevens over here. I only had a few games. Oh, I only have a few games. I just Uh, had a stick and I kept on poking people in the eyes every time they looked through the family fence. Eleven! Eleven! Yes, yes, yes. Fuck! (laughs) <laughs> you had Silpede and Sonic CD. What I a en- poor dumb kid. Oh. Silpede. I enjoyed a lot of them, but I only played Sonic CD once or twice. Because it was gay. No. Eventually, I lost my Sega CD add-on so I could only play Genesis games. <sighs> Soon after, I bought Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and fell in love with the Sonic series. What is this, some kind of fucking video game review? Yeah, this is just written by a nerd-spoiled kid who's beaten up Pee Wee Herman on Saturday. I mean, this is pathetic. I bought every game for the Genesis and played nothing but Did Holden McNeely write this? <laughs> I bought every game, but they hadn't created one of the games that I had thought that they should have created yet. Years later, after I graduated from college, I was looking for things throughout my house to bring with me to my new apartment, and I found my old Sega CD. Oh, hell yeah, now the pussy come running. <laughs> but the only game I could find for it was Sonic CD, but I was glad. I had regretted not playing it since I started liking Sonic. <laughs> After I, What's one of your uh, major life regrets, Mr. Johnson? <laughs> I just wish I could have played more Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I also never saw my son. <laughs> All right, well, inject him. The, uh, the warden didn't call to cease the execution. After I unpacked my apartment, I plugged in my Genesis and I put in Sonic CD. The game started completely normally. While playing, however, the screen flashed red and white a few times for a brief millisecond, and I thought I saw a creepy face covered in blood in the background every few seconds. By the time I was done playing, it was 10 p.m., so I went to bed. 
A few days later. He, okay, he's in an apartment alone, by the way. So we assume he's 18, 19 years old. No, this is after he graduated college. So oh, 20, so he's like 24, 10 p.m. Better put my Sonic down. I understand if you were like a construction worker building a new skyscraper, but Tired. everybody else stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. A few days later, I looked up a way to get secret images in the sound test. Oh, he's just looking for Sonic's girlfriend's tits. I can buy that for you if you want. The first one I did was the Sonic Mario mix, but when I opened it up, instead of the normal image, it was Sonic with completely black eyes, and instead of the Japanese-like writing on the bottom, it said, Leave now. <laughs> I was slightly scared by this. Well, so I haven't I, left my apartment in two years on account of my morbid obesity. <laughs> I was slightly scared by this, so I tried the cute Sonic, but the cute baby Sonic was lying dead on the ground, blood on the ground. The background was black, and Sonic's eyes were now red. There was text at the bottom that said, Leave now. This is your last warning. Is this just like a bad Nintendo Power review? <laughs> could be. Could be. I quit the sound test as soon as I saw it and got back to the game. I was on Tidal Tempest. The red and white flashes became longer and more plentiful, and so did the faces, which were now clearly visible. I made it to Act 3, and although I destroyed the robot generators, the level was in the bad future. The boss fight started, and I quickly started to drown. I tried to get the bubbles, but Robotnik was too high to hit. The screen went black. I was then transported all the way to Metallic Madness Zone, and then I fought the final boss, or at least tried to. After I lost my rings, the game started skipping and lagging a bit. When I so got all hit, this horror is happening, he's just sucking on Mountain Dew Code Red, sitting yeah, in a yeah, beanbag yeah, yeah, yeah. chair, okay, or Baja Blast. <laughs> When I got hit, I not only died, but Sonic was still on Robotnik, Robotnik's gear drill thing. It started spinning, and Sonic was violently hitting the ground and roof, and there was guts and blood everywhere. Robotnik let out a deep, evil laugh, and the screen <laughs> went black. Probably so, like, like remember that. that when, like, Edgar Allan Poe used to write horror shorts? He would sit yeah. and for hours toil over each word. He yeah. invented the word detective. Isn't that something? You know, like, so much the work. The raven. There was a lot of the, love in his stories. The quill, Human interaction. Loss. You yeah. know what I mean? He said they looked upon, he looked into the darkness of humanity. What did he see? Reflection of himself. Right. This guy... Hated his Sonic game. Didn't like, but this was—I mean, this was a creative writing experience for him, and this is as creative as he could get. Was it was still he was still attached to a video game system and still detached from the story. Also, the scariest thing that could have happened to him was that he couldn't beat Doctor Robotnik and had shut off before he could save. Hmm. hmm. The game then sent me back to the Palm Tree Panic Zone. Oh, <laughs> Sonic was limping with one arm. Text came on the screen and said. You disobeyed my warning. You will pay the price. Sonic's eyes then turned black, and he fell to the ground lifeless. The screen went black, but and the title suck screen... at his limp little hedgehog penis. Oh, leave him alone. <laughs> the title screen showed, but Sonic's eyes were black. I turned the Sega CD off and snapped the CD in half, terrified. That night, I woke up all of a sudden, and then I thought... I saw Sonic's head with black eyes staring at me out my window. Well, you know, just get rid, get rid of the word I thought and just say that you, you saw, saw it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't know? have to say I thought. So, and yeah. it was probably just a, 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 a Mexican lawn worker with a mohawk. I will say, palm tree panic is a very difficult zone. Well, it sounds very hard, yeah. <laughs> palm trees and then with the panic is no, your emotion. It sounds like a... 
Palm Tree Panic sounds like a fun DJ night in, in Margaritaville. That's very true as well. I, I'm always at peace around palm trees. I don't yeah. know who panics around a palm tree, but some folks do. People who are running out of coconuts. I guess so. Yeah, if you're in, if you're in the mood for a coconut. And there's no coconuts in any of those palm trees. You might panic Believe me, just a bit. You will never find me so full of rage. <laughs> look, you're shaking a, a palm tree looking for a coconut. <laughs> mm. Yikes. All right. Now, this one's called Pretending to Be Asleep Doesn't Work, uh, which is. Is this about your love life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. That is too funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So a young boy is sleeping in his bed and on a u- it's just a usual night. <laughs> and uh, he hears, uh, oh man, that's great. So a young boy is sleeping. We, we know where we are so far. Young boy is sleeping in his bed on a usual night. He hears some footsteps outside his door and peeks out. Yep, and peeks out his eyes uh, to see what's happening. His door swings open quietly to, re- uh, to reveal a murderer carrying the corpse of his parents, which is so far so good if you're Well, a how kid. do you know that he's the murderer? He could just be carrying the corpses, but I'm not going to get into, you know, the semantics. He's a child. He doesn't understand. Ruining the story. Semantics. You're just going to find semen in all words that start with an S-E, huh? Uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as he opens up his door. We already know that. And to reveal a murderer carrying the corpse of his parents, after silently propping up them, uh, propping them up in a chair, he writes something on the wall in blood of the dead bodies. He then hides under the child's bed. Oh. Cool. The child is scared beyond belief. Oh, yeah. And uh, he can't read the writing on the wall, and he knows the man is under his bed. Like any child, he pretends that he slept through the whole thing and hasn't awoken yet. He didn't get like uh, he didn't get go away. He didn't jump out a window or nothing. Uh, he just faked sleep. Um, he lays there. He lays. You're like th- a callous EMT worker. <laughs> no, I'm telling you what the kid's up to. Yeah, and then He's I faking. walked into the room, and you know. He just I saw mean, his parents murdered. There was a leg in one room, and... Next uh, thing you know, I mean, I guess the the sick fuck had cut open a bell, and he was playing with a fucking dead baby like it was some kind of handball or something. Well, well either way, uh, you know, so the kid just laid there pretending to be asleep, quietly hearing the breathes from under his b- bed, or the, or the breaths, depending on how you want to say it. Breaths. Yeah, so he's hearing some breaths underneath his bed. He's just trying to be uh, pretend to be asleep. Uh, about an hour passes and his eyes are adjusting more and more to the darkness. He tries to make out the words, but it's a bit of a struggle for mm. the kid, you know? He's, a bit. Yep. He gasps when he finally makes out the sentence, I know you're awake. He feels something shift underneath the bed. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chai, and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete, 
sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love the they love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why... As I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me, reading children, Dune Messiah. 
getting to about 365, seeing where they're at, see if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it! You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Cool. I thought it was going to be, yeah. you'll never make it as an actor. <laughs> I, who knows? You can't that would read the writing terrible. on the wall. I mean, that's the thing. The kid is getting scared because the guy knows that he's awake, but of all the things to be scared of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just killed him. You should have yeah. just killed him. I, mean, I think he's But I guess you don't get all that sweet, creamy boy fear. Yeah. No, I think maybe that's what the person lives off of. Um, now, so this is a, this is a uh, I found to be scary and sad. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Mm. It is called The Scariest Part of Being a Parent is Knowing the Numbers and the Odds. It is written by Reddit user as for class. Ah, how do you spell that? (laughs) A-S-F-O-R class. Ah. C-L-A-S-S. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we should actually reach out to this Reddit user and tell them that we uh, read the thing on last podcast. Yeah, right? we can't reach out to any of these people. We'll get pulled in their web of ups and down votes. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I can't deal with all that. <clears throat> it's all in the numbers. That's how you understand anything of real value in this world. At this point, we don't need the baby monitor anymore. But even after all this time, I still need the static to fall asleep. It was a while ago when the baby started sleeping. It was a while ago when the baby started sleeping through the night, and I needed it even through that transition. The monitor has one of those screens, too, that turns on for movement, which really doesn't turn on anymore. But sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and press the on button just to look, just to remind myself. A healthy healthy male in their prime will produce anything from like 30 million to an excess of 1 billion sperm during an an ejaculation. (laughs) I'm a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad doctor. (laughs) You know any sperm are like tiny worms. Yeah. I had met my wife in high school, but we didn't date until after college. She went her way, I went mine. And for some reason, both of us back both of, both of us backwoods kids ended up in Panama City Beach at the same beach during spring break. Mm. It was the kind of scenario we both completely hid from our parents, but that was just the beginning. The first kiss escalated into a lot of other firsts that would just sort of blew right through that week. We had come so far oh, since my. then. Getting married, they asked sex. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Judging by, the, you know, we had our first kiss, and then, and then led to a lot of other firsts, and, and uh, then he cut my clit off. Yeah, also, it's a first and a last, I guess. Yeah. Getting married, the honeymoon in Florida, you know, we decided that we'd spend a few years on our careers and spending time together, and after that, we we had the kid nine months after we started trying. You know, the real irony of having children with my wife is that we were actually both in the same health class together. Mr. Schuler was his old conservative values man for the middle of the century. He sure didn't teach us too much, but he did manage to tell us interesting tangents that had nothing to do with sex or reproduction. He never did tell us the odds to anything. None of the real numbers. Like the odds for miscarriages. Most people don't ever look at those numbers, so they don't realize. Why would they? A spontaneous abortion can take place at any moment during the first 20 meeks, but 20 meeks. Yeah, that is funny. Spontaneous abortion isn't funny, though. 
And we also went through a lot of first, uh, a few false alarms in those first two years. We made it pretty far at one point. We were a week away from telling our friends and family when my wife had another period. It was a rough point in our life together, but we kept trying. We knew it would happen eventually. Once your child's born, there's a 1,500 chance, there's one in 1,500 chance that it will pass away from SIDS. They just fall asleep one day and they never wake up again. No one has completely figured out why. If the mother is seriously ill, the odds go up that the child will have difficulty. In American science, the child mortality rate of children that don't make it past their fifth birthday is around 6 million a year. In some countries in Africa, it's around 15 to 20 million a year. America's current population is around 310 million. We were, when we were finally able to tell our friends and family, I was so happy. We were making it. When we found out it would be a boy, that was such a proud moment. We took classes and I grew in my paranoia. We did our best to be informed. It was pretty hard stepping up to the plate with that. Sandra was too drugged up to say yes or no to things. So there I was, remembering the classes and remembering what to say no to, what to say yes to. They try to sell you anything at that moment. Most of the time, they just want to get off shift early. You can't blame them too much, I guess. A job's a job, and I have no reason to be bitter about our experience at the hospital, but there were a few moments where I thought they were trying to get one over on us, you know? I just had to keep reminding myself about everything. You can learn a lot from history. I mean, up in the 1950s, doctors were still telling women to smoke while they were pregnant, and they took x-rays of the babies. You know, we get into rhythms during those first few days. Sleep when the baby sleeps. Anyone who doesn't do that deserves to be tired, you know? Babies are like cats. They sleep that much. And then once a newborn wakes up, just go through the motions. Change, feed, burp, rock, boom, he's sleeping. But then tonight happened. I had the monitor on and I fell asleep to the static. The low hum it made with the volume set at 40%, just in case. And then at 4 o'clock in the morning, the baby started screaming and, and hard. It was the loudest, most terrible scream that I had ever heard him bring up from his gut. There's something inside you when you become a parent. Something inside that doesn't make those screams annoying. And said when it's your baby, you just feel the screams like blows to the gut. I would do anything to soothe my little guy, anything to make him feel better. I would do anything to hold him, to give him that comfort, to hold him again. It was all in the numbers. Somewhere, that's how it always was and how it always is. Anything of real value has to be measured by that. And life is the most valuable of all things. He screamed for 30 minutes over the monitor. The motion sensor even came on. He was that active. And my wife and I just laid there because the baby had passed two weeks ago. Since. I like that story. Yeah. I mean, the, I it's a good. dead baby. It's a dead baby because yeah. it's a dead ghost baby. Ah, dead ghost uh, now I, I get ghost it. baby. Now I get it. Yeah, I do yeah, yeah. like that this guy's baby died. <laughs> the most annoying father on the face of the planet. He was a nervous God. father. He killed the child. Yeah. It sounds like, this guy sounds like he thought he had an indigo child on his hands. This yeah, child was yeah, going to yeah. feel way They're too terrible. No baby is special. Most babies are just a bunch of Lego parts that are just going to yeah. barely make it to the end fucking end of the marathon. And each people, everyone just pretends like all these 8 billion whatever sperm are all like little individual uh, Da Vinci's. The the winner sperm sperm wins. Sids is still a tragedy. <laughs> Good God! Well, I'll tell you one thing: keep the baby monitor off or throw it away. The kid's dead two weeks Obviously. ago. Obviously, come on, bro. You're you're just asking for a baby ghost. You knew it was just a numbers game anyway. All right. This story is called Day of All the Blood. <laughs> This is the story of a day where there was all this blood. A man was walking around and blood started coming out of him everywhere. There was so much blood that it filled up an elevator. Oh, he man. went to the store and there was just blood all over 
the place. People were slipping in it, and they were grossed out. He tried to go swimming, and all the sharks went nuts and bit everybody. He got chased by all the vampires ever. One time, the blood got a kid and a dog. At the end of the day, everyone decided they would send him to space so that he would stop getting blood everywhere. The scariest part is that the man was you. Or he was a lady, if you're a lady, and you forgot that this happened. See, I feel like it's all in caps, so I feel like you're really missing the true pronunciation of the story, which is, There's a lost story, but there was no stomach's butt. I mean, I was talking about the butt that got hit. So you're with your honey, and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it in the voices. What are you doing with my daughter? You didn't tell your girl, and she say, My my dad is dead. <laughs> then who wants phone? You know, <laughs> it's a parable of our time. I think it's bigger than this phone. <laughs> oh, I was trying to solve it the other day, and I just, I just fell right asleep. You know, right it was the phone. Can't do it. It's that. It's that. Um, what's his name? That Facebook. Kupferberg. What's his name? Uh, Cuddleman. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg is phone. Okay. I would. Good. I would say. Stepdad. 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 Yeah, stepdad. Yeah, he's the phone. the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely stepdad. Sure ain't Ooh. that fake Jesus. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, it's fun to say. No. Um, all right. This one's called What's in the Basement? Um, it's kind of exciting. The exercise bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you always wonder what's in the basement. I don't even know why houses have those things. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have one in my house. <laughs> no, but nothing. Nothing good's ever in the basement. It's either an exercise bike or a ghost. Either way, I'm not going down there. I don't. Like a one bit. Uh, so the mommy, uh, mommy told me never to like, go. Like a seven-year-old accountant <laughs> going over another seven-year-old woman's tax receipts every oh, right. April. All oh, right. So mommy told me never to go in the basement. This is written by a child. Sure. Yeah. 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 So he calls her still. And mommy. Yeah, mommy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mommy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It sounded like a puppy, and this will attract a child. <laughs> no, like, a, like a puppy. <laughs> oh, no. No, neither. Hey. Sound like, that's a man. Hey. No, and you sounded like a drunken Furby. I'm not a uh, man. I'm a, I'm a puppy. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it sounded like a puppy. <laughs> And I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and I tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy. Uh, And then my mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before. And it made me sad and I cried. See, what makes me scared is worse if this is written by a 30-year-old man. Yeah, it probably is. Then mommy told me to never go in the basement again. And she gave me a cookie, which is actually bad parenting. You you should not reward bad behavior. Maybe that child should have died of SIDS. Well, he was already too old to die of SIDS because he can write. So True... Anyway, so fuck. (laughs) So mommy gave him a cookie. Mommy gave me a cookie. Uh, That made me feel better. So I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about that. That's your younger son, Bob. At least that's what he's called when we put him in the ocean. (laughs) That's a good joke about somebody's possible brother who has no hands or feet. Uh, you should see when we put him out in front of the front of the front door, then I call him Matt. <laughs> nah, that's, that an is, that's another funny That's one. an old joke. Oh, yeah, man, so but, you, but why does he bark? 
Because he's retarded. No, he's not. No, he's tra- he's attempting to attract a child. He knows that children love puppy sounds. Yeah. Well, he's completely not dangerous because he doesn't have arms or legs unless he's got a bunch of traps that around him. Yeah. Yeah, and unless you get close enough and then he can bite. You can just call a kid's name and he'll come. Hey. Josh. What I was doing was better. Hey, your mother kept me down here. <laughs> I mean, that's scary. Yeah, yes. But a puppy isn't scary for a child. Because who was scariest here was the mother. Mm-hmm. Bad um, mother. So this is a story called Korean Elevator Game. And the uh, the game is is when you get 100 people to fit inside an elevator because there's only one bag of grain in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, that's the North Korean it's a Elevator famine Game. Oh, it's a North, oh, North Korean, but this is South no, Korea. No, this is South Korean, yeah. Oh, okay, thank God. Introduction. This is a game from Korea. Okay, all right. Should I not do that? <laughs> By performing this ritual, you are supposed to get into a different world, like the show with um, Lisa Bonet. According to people that have successfully completed the game, it looks the same as the town building that you are from, but all the lights are off and you only see a red cross in the distance. There are no other living things there except yourself. Some say electronics like phones, cameras, electronics don't work. Well, some say they do. Also, some say that getting back to the real world is harder for some reason. You get disoriented and forget the elevator you came on, or somehow the elevator seems to get further and further away as you walk towards it. The Korean elevator game. How to do it. You must be in a 10-plus story building and in the elevator alone. If someone is in the elevator with you, you get them out of the elevator. It won't work. It won't work. Go in the elevator on the first floor, which is, I mean, you are you just go walked in the building, so you have to go in the elevator from the yeah. fucking first floor. That's number one. That's number one. Press four when you reach the fourth floor. Don't cut out. And press two. When you reach the second floor, press six. When you reach the sixth floor, press two. When you get the second floor, press ten. When you reach the tenth floor, press five. When you reach the fifth floor, a girl will come in. That woman is not human. Do not talk or look at the girl. If you do, she'll take you away. Press one. And if the elevator instead starts going up to the tenth floor, then you have succeeded. You will have reached another world where there is no one except you. Good luck fucking masturbating. If you get off of the tenth floor, the girl will ask, Where are you going? But don't answer. How to return. If the woman doesn't get on, and if you don't get off at the 10th floor, if don't if you don't get off at the 10th floor, then press one. If it doesn't press, keep on pressing until it works. To return after you get off, you must use the same elevator combo to go back. Now remember this. Do the 426-210-5 combo again, right? After you reach the fifth floor. Alright, press one. As you're going to the 10th floor, press some other number. You gotta cancel it. After you reach the first floor. Check your surroundings. When you return to your house after you faint, this is possible. If you were to faint in the process and wake up to find yourself in your own house, there's a high chance she'll be taken back in that world again. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a hell of a way to make everybody want you out of their apartment. <laughs> I will say, if you want to be alone and in the elevator, just keep playing this game. Yeah, Four, two, man. six, ten, five. Four two six ten five. Four two six two ten five. Four two six two ten five. Just remember that. Four two six two ten five. Four two six two ten five. You just remember that. And then hope that nobody has a heart attack in the building and the paramedics need to use the elevator, or you will be charged with murder. Or if I'm late for an audition, I'm gonna fucking stab you in the throat. <laughs> That's the real horror there. <laughs> this one's called the administrator. Ah, oh. this is another. <laughs> asylum. This is another crazy person one. Ooh, exciting. In Columbia, South Carolina, there's an abandoned insane asylum on the corner of Bull and Elmwood. Mm. That's also where my poor comes from. Bull and Elmwood? Mm. Mm. Should you enter it and travel up through its winding stairs to the second floor, you will find a large treatment area. There's a table 
opposite to the entrance of this room, which is piled high with hundreds of razor blades. Many people have reported a strange urge to take one of these rusted blades and cut a small X into the center of their forehead in a location corresponding with the pineal gland. Few ever give in to this urge. Those who push aside their fears of tetanus or other infection have reported a sudden blinding headache and a whiting out of vision. When they regain some sight, they all claim to have witnessed black humanoid silhouettes upon further investigation of the asylum. These shadow people never have been known to interact with these people, generally just emitting an etheric muttering from unformed lips. Yeah, you fucker, you, you, you go and you fuck yourself, buddy. You go fuck yourself. Mm. As if whispering <laughs> to themselves. Others seem content in simply huddling their dark masses in the corners of the hallways and cells. Select people, however, have reported encountering a shadowy entity they universally call the Administrator. This being is said to be sitting in the administrative office, made of dark, shifting energies akin to the other shadow inhabitants, but with a few consistent, discernible features. These include a dark hood obscuring much of its face, and glowing eyes that seem to reflect the light of the room. Strangest of all, the administrator is always said to possess what appears to be akin to a canine muzzle with rows of sharp teeth. All who have encountered him have fled instantly, fearing the sharp, unmistakable malignancy and intelligence housed within his dark eyes. A few people have even reported a later sensation of always being watched, occasionally catching out of the corner of their eyes glimpses of a large black dog. I was going to say Scruff McGruff. Yeah, Scruff McGruff. The whole time I'm, I'm saying this is Scruff McGruff. They're afraid of Scruff McGruff. That's what they're afraid of. It's a dog wearing right a there. jacket. But think about this. It's like a lot of things. Yes, yeah, Scruff McGruff. Very funny cartoon. Serious. He wasn't now, funny. B was, he was, he was threatening of, to lock you up. It was always Take a funny. bite out of crime. I hated Scruff McGruff. There was a bunch of kids growing up that liked him. I had no respect for but that But if dog. Scruff McGruff was real, mm -hmm. that would be very terrifying. <laughs> yes. Like if a cop dog if a cop yes. dog showed up to arrest you for fuck, first of all, you're on drugs if you meet Scruff McGruff. Definitely. If he is arresting you, you're high on whatever it is. And then he starts going like, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Opens like, up that jacket and shows everyone his big old doggy dick. <laughs> the man's wearing a, a flasher's outfit. If you want to see what Scruff McGruff might look like in real life, go watch the video Dog Police. Yeah. There's a lot of dog men wearing trench coats and hats in that video. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. If you want to watch Watch other uh, dog-related movies. Tank Girl, very good. Ice T is yeah. a dog. Kangaroos. Oh, there were kangaroos. Yeah, yeah. Ice T uh, is a kangaroo. Ah, I thought it was a dog this whole time. All right, Marcus wants me to read a story called Legs. Uh, so that's very exciting. And you got some big old hams on you, don't you? Oh yes, I do. Full of blood clots. They're gonna kill me one day. Uh, that's the scariest story of them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I've been wearing shorts in 23 years. I saw you in shorts last year, though. Inside, yeah. inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I, I see you in shorts in your apartment all the time. Mm -hmm. No, no, don't don't take them outside. Mm. No, no. Anyway, this is called legs. Uh, a newly married couple moved into a nearby neighborhood. That's kind of interesting. Uh, the first you look like you're reading a menu at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> I haven't read this one yet, so I have escargot. Uh, what is that? Is it snails? Yeah. I can't eat fucking snails. What am I? Some kind of hawk? I mean, that's eat the, snails. I believe that's actually true. Snails are not food for human consumption. Um, that's why they have those hard shells, because they don't want to be eaten, and I respect that for them. A newly married couple moved in a nearby neighborhood. 
The few months of their stay were uneventful, but as time went on, the wife noticed that the husband was coming home later than usual, making her suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got that job. Intrigued. <laughs> mm. One night, the wife was awakened by the sound of heavy footsteps on their carpet. No, and that's going to be pretty heavy. Fine carpet. Thump. Thump. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that it's her husband, she decided to give him the cold shoulder by pre- pre- by pretending to be asleep. Oh, that's that old trick, huh? Classic. Yeah, uh, yeah but then my old dowsing rod comes awake on looking for water. Sure, sure. Or, you know, you just did exactly what your husband wants you to do, fall asleep. Um, so, which I love the old pretend to be asleep. But women don't do it enough anymore. No, they really don't. Uh, pretend to be asleep constantly. Stop bringing up our relationship problems after the light has been turned off. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't you pretend to be asleep? That would make me feel this real is now, bad. It is truly getting scary. Good, good. <laughs> So she she's pretending to be asleep. She felt him lie down beside her and place his arms around her neck, which mm. felt heavier than normal, which yeah. means he just does this every night. Yeah. <laughs> that's, kinda, that's interesting. She had enough and lifted his arms and saw... <laughs> what did she see, Ben? <laughs> the leg was a horse! <laughs> No, the leg of a horse. The leg. <laughs> so it was a horse. Was a it's, it's a way it was. It was. It was like a horse. partner from Hot to Trot. Is that what it was? Like it was just going like, hey, lady. No, I did not read leg of a horse. Leg was a <laughs> it, was a, it was a horse's leg. It was a big leg of a horse. It was a horse's leg. That doesn't make any and sense. So she was, yeah, but I mean, because I mean, oh, so they just moved into that neighborhood, and he was her husband was coming home later and later, and then she heard some stomping on the carpet. And yeah, then, and then a horsey came home, yeah, and her childhood horse. dream was was finally yeah. fulfilled. Like, what was her husband up to? Huh? I don't. We don't know. I, mean, I guess they got an affair or something. Honor house. Yeah, maybe. Um, now that that's passed Here's another one <laughs> Serial killer Over his car radio Marcus I didn't write this Oh wow another Marcus huh? Heard the DJ announce that a serial killer with his short blonde hair And a skull tattooed and his right cheek Addressed when escaped from a nearby prison He frowned and anxiously placed one hand On the pistol he kept at his hip as a young woman in his passenger seat gazed at his profile with mounting terror and prepared to do God only knew what in her panic. Yeah, Marcus was a serial killer. Mm, I see. Dating Marcus Parks is hard. You gotta <laughs> be careful. Dating Marcus Parks is hard. You better play dead. Play dead, <laughs> pretend to be asleep. It's always the best way to deal with me when I'm in one of my fits. All oh. right. Yeah, so we're gonna end on another video game. Oh, that was it? Yeah, yeah. I don't even give what the story was. It was he was a serial killer. I was, a, yeah, yeah. The guy was the serial killer. I see. Yeah, it's a twist. Wasn't a horse though, huh? Edgar Allan Poe spent months, <laughs> right, right, playing with a pendulum, being like, "What horrors comes from the monotony of a pendulum?" Telltale heart, things like Lots this. Of stuff. Really fun. And some guys, you know, um, they write little stories in between masturbating. Remember mm. that when they <laughs> sold us on the internet saying it was going to make everybody smarter? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, this one, we're going to end on another video game, another super short one. This one's called Xbox Live. Ooh. 
Brandon stayed up until 3 a.m. playing on Xbox Live with his friend Dustin, both boys chatting, yelling, and provoking each other over their headsets the entire time. So they don't, but the word faggot isn't in this. People on Xbox Live <laughs> yeah. just call oh, yes. each other faggot? Yeah. They do. So you're saying this is something that less uh, uh, classy people would yeah. say to each other. It's yes. implied in the story that if Good. they're on Xbox Live, they're going to be saying <laughs> the faggot. The unsophisticates. Yes. 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 The next morning, when Brandon called to arrange a play date, Dustin's mother answered the phone and tearfully informed him that Dustin had died choking on a wad of bubblegum at 9 p.m. the previous night. Might as well have been like, he slipped on a McDonald's wrapper and fell down the floor and he hit his head on a fucking, I don't know. So what, the ghost ghost was playing Halo with him? (laughs) Yeah. Ghosts are playing Xbox Live now? Yeah, and he yeah. died of fucking gum, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a kid who dies from chewing fucking gum, you don't deserve to be president one day. A big no. wad of bubble gum. Definitely Choke- not. Oh, oh, choked oh, on it. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Xbox you know that on. that's like three or Thank four God. pieces of gum, too, for him to fucking choke on it. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. I mean, a wad is a lot of gum. Too yeah. dumb to eat and play video games. Yeah, I mean, that's I, pathetic. I used to do that when I was a kid, see how much gum I could uh, fit into my mouth and <laughs> then spit it out in my hand and then roll it up in a ball and throw it. Itself. Boys and girls, this is what we used to do before the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that's actually kind of a fun game you played there. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it was a great game. It was yeah. called Throw the, throw the throw Gum the, Ball. Hey, yeah. hey, Marcus, throw the gum ball again game. It's <laughs> <laughs> exciting. That is very exciting. Well, we all learned a lot today. My he grandfather did. hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back in his day, uh, they only got one piece of gum for the whole fam- well, their family game, to split. So th- Yeah, their game was just like, let's kill the last horse on the farm, <laughs> Again. <boy."> yes. <laughs> you know, that was their game that they played because of the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. We had a very hard time. Stare at the wall till the shadows make an image. Yes. Mm. That's what TV used to be. <laughs> it was. I loved it. So, uh, all right. Well, that's this episode of Creepypasta. we got June 28th, 10 p.m. here at the Creek in the Cave live show. It's going to be very, very fun. Uh, so come out to that. And um, Hell Satan. I think we should redo the beginning now so then we can put that in the front. Halgeen. Hail yourselves, everybody. <laughs> Hail yourselves. Fuck. 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 <laughs> Hail me. Megoslation. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out 
how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.